Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 2nd, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 21. Beginning in verse 18, it says this, The next day... Paul went with us, that is Luke and Paul's other companions, to meet with James and all the elders of the Jerusalem church were present. After greeting them, Paul gave a detailed account of the things God had accomplished among the Gentiles through his ministry. After hearing this, they praised God. And then they said, you know, dear brother, how many thousands of Jews have also believed and they all follow the law of Moses very seriously. But the Jewish believers here in Jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn their back on the law of Moses. They've heard that you teach them not to circumcise their children or to follow other Jewish customs. What should we do? They will certainly hear that you have come. Well, sure enough, they hear that Paul has come. And the next day, Paul is in the temple. And a mob of Jewish men come in and grab Paul, drag him outside, and they are literally beating him to death. And then he's rescued by a group of Roman soldiers, and he's taken to jail. Here's the question. Why are they so upset with Paul? Well, basically, they're accusing Paul of compromise. In other words, it's like they're saying to Paul, you don't care about holiness. You don't care about obedience. All you want to talk about is Jesus and grace and faith. But they would say, what about the law, right? You're teaching everybody to abandon the law. You're teaching everybody to turn their back on what we know. You're not concerned, again, about holiness and obedience. And that same argument is made in church world today. If you're a church that talks about grace, if you're a church that talks about authenticity, if you're a church that talks about change from the inside out, if you're a church that emphasizes falling in love with Jesus versus emphasizing the rules, the law, then often we can be accused of being a church that compromises, a church that doesn't care about holiness, a church that doesn't care about obedience. And the question is, in our story today, and for us in the church today in present time, is that accusation legitimate or is it false? Well, here's what I think Paul would say, and this is what I would say as a pastor for our church today, is that it's not that we don't care about holiness and obedience. We just believe that the path to holiness the path of obedience is not the law. In fact, Paul in Romans chapter 7 says the law actually stirs up my flesh, my sinful nature. It actually makes me more inclined to break the law, to disobey. So the path to holiness, we're just convinced it's grace, it's faith, it's love, it's community, that that's what's producing a genuine transformation in our life. 
I love what Paul would say. Here's what he'd say. He'd say, we don't begin our relationship with God, with the law, and we don't complete our relationship with God, with the law. The law, remember, restrains sin and points us to Jesus. But we begin a relationship with God. And listen, this isn't just in the New Testament. This is also true in the Old Testament. We begin a relationship with God, not by the law, but by faith. You see this in Galatians chapter 3. And Paul says, if you started by faith, why are you trying to finish with the law? In other words, if you started by faith, why don't you finish by faith? When you think about the Old Testament, go all the way back to Abraham. What does the Bible say about Abraham? He believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And that predated the law of Moses. The law didn't come until later. Abraham began his relationship with God by simply believing, embracing the promises that God made to him. The same thing is true for us. It's not that we don't care about holiness and obedience. We just think the key to actually living a holy life, living a life of obedience, is faith and grace and love and community. So let me unpack that a little bit for you. It begins by faith. So one of the things that distinguishes us from every other religion is we're not climbing a religious ladder And if we do enough, if we keep enough rules, if we obey well enough, then maybe God will let us have a relationship. No, God knew that we're incapable of climbing up, so Jesus came down. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, Jesus said, whoever believes in me will not perish, but have everlasting life, will be born again, born of the Spirit. So we begin by faith. Secondly, we are filled with the Spirit. So when we trust in Jesus, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. And Ezekiel promised, you remember in Ezekiel 36, that the Spirit in us would move us, compel us, drive us to follow God's law. So now we have the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus living inside of us, and the Spirit is working in us to conform us into the image of His Son so that Jesus would be the firstborn among many brothers, that we would become more and more like Jesus over time and reflect the glory of God in our world. So we begin by faith, and then we have the Spirit working in us to produce God's life, God's character, and God's expectations in us. Third, we have love. Now, here's what I mean why that, and why that's so important. Most of us, our bad behavior is driven by our pain. So the truth is, Christians don't misbehave typically out of rebellion. Because when we trust in Jesus, another thing Ezekiel said is, I'm going to take out that stony, hard, stubborn heart, and I'm going to give you a tender responsive heart of flesh. So we receive a new heart, a good and noble heart, Jesus says. And so when I disobey, it's not out of rebellion. I have a new heart. I want to please God. If I disobey, it's typically out of my pain, right? Pain is driving most of the bad behavior in our world. 
So how do we get healing for our pain? We experience God's love. And that's why it's so important that we come out of hiding and out of our shame and we live a life of authenticity. And when we are fully known by God and yet discover that he still loves us, it begins healing our pain so we don't have to medicate with bad and destructive behavior. So understanding, experiencing the love of God, and we do that in our relationship with God directly and we experience it in relationship to his family. Again, one of the things that I'm hoping you'll experience in this podcast as you're learning to get into the word every day is to see and experience, to see God's love for humanity, for lost, broken, imperfect humanity, so that you understand, you grow in your awareness and understanding that God loves you despite your imperfection. And it's understanding that love that heals our heart and motivates us to pursue Jesus and to live a life of obedience. In fact, one of my favorite quotes, it's actually from John Eldridge. He said, the root of all holiness is romance. That genuine holiness is driven by our love for God. And when we don't love God, and we're following the rules out of our own strength and resource, the truth is what we might call obedience or holiness is often an act of independence and rebellion. We're rejecting the gospel. We're rejecting the spirit. We're rejecting the love of God, but we're keeping the law. Well, that's actually not holiness. It's sin. So the path to holiness is faith and the spirit, and the love of God. And then a fourth component is community. God has given us a family, a group of people around us who know us and love us and can encourage us towards faith and good works. This is what Hebrews 10 is all about. When the author of Hebrews in verses 24 and 25 says, man, you guys got to keep getting together. This community, this family is so important so that You can motivate, spur one another on, encourage each other towards love, faith, and good work. So God has put me in a family, a group of people that love me, even though I'm not perfect, but a group of people that are challenging me, encouraging me, loving me, protecting me, supporting me. We're all doing that for each other so that as a group, as a family, we're moving on with Jesus. Listen, this is what produces holiness in our lives. And unfortunately, in the American church in particular, one of the things that is so unfortunate, it's really heartbreaking, is it seems like you've got most churches in one of two camps. So you've got the law camp, and they're just keeping the rules, keeping the rules, and they and they preach on the rules, and it's all about, you know, whatever the the rule is that they're focused on in the moment. It's legalistic. It's judgmental. There's no grace in it. There's no empathy in it. They don't, they don't really seem to care about people much. It's just, man, we got to obey. Holiness, holiness, holiness. But the truth is, that doesn't produce holiness. It produces legalism. It produces pride. 
It produces self-sufficiency. It's all the things that Jesus actually attacks in the gospel among the religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees and Sadducees, who are all about the rules. They didn't care about God much or people, right? And then you have the other extreme where the church says, well, rules doesn't matter. God just loves everybody. And that's the whole story. And the truth is they're not concerned about holiness or obedience, right? Well, both of those extremes, the Bible warns us against. And Jesus came to invite us into something else, a relationship that begins by faith and continues in faith and a relationship fueled and empowered by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you remember, has come upon us and empowered us to be a witness. Well, one of the ways the Holy Spirit empowers us to be a witness is by transforming our life so that people would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Our life becomes a witness because the Spirit of God is producing transformation in us. And then third, we're getting a revelation of God's love, which is healing our heart so that now not only do I want to do the right thing, I find the motivation and the freedom to do it. And then fourth, I'm surrounded by a group of people who are helping me in my journey. This is what the Christian life is all about. Listen, we are very, I am very concerned about holiness and obedience because here's the truth. When people live in holiness and obedience, that's when they're blessed. That's when they experience their best life. That's when they experience abundant life. And when we compromise holiness, when we throw out obedience, the truth is it leads to brokenness and disappointment and pain. It it hurts us. It hurts us. And the truth is it hurts the people that we love. Holiness is critical. The only thing we're disagreeing about is how do we get there? Is it through the law and works and discipline? Or is it through faith and the work of the Spirit and the love of God and the family of God? I believe that is a better path. So let me encourage you. Come on, let's take this journey together. Let's begin every day in faith believing. I'm trusting in God who lives in me. Let's begin every day inviting the Spirit of God to produce His life, His nature, His character in us. Let's open our hearts to receive the love of God every day. And let's make sure we're connected in community. We're surrounded by a church family that loves us and encourages us and challenges us, inspires us, right? and helps us in our journey. And together, we can step into a holy, obedient, blessed life. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much. Man, your plan is so much better than our plan. Trying to manage our behavior and keep the law and earn our way in, not only is it impossible, it is a terrible burden. You said all who are weary and heavy laden, all who are tired of that burden, Come to you and find rest. So God, we turn to you today in faith. We thank you that your spirit lives in us. God, today we open our heart to receive your love despite our imperfection. And God, thank you for the family of God. So grateful for the church. Church isn't perfect either. 
But the church gives me a place, a group of people who are all moving towards Jesus, growing and learning and encountering him together. Lord, help us to live this way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. I hope this encourages you today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.